You're listening to Castle Rock First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Castle Rock FUMC, you can go online at fumccr.org. Thank you, and have a good day. So I have a question for you. I want to start off with a question. The question is this. Um, what is the one thing you're really good at? If you had to say you're really good at one thing, what is that one thing? I want you to think about that and, and hold on to that. Now, now that you have that, I want you to ask yourself this question or wrestle with this question. How can I take that one thing that I know I'm good at and use it to share God's love with the world? Because if we can figure that out, if we can, if we can learn how to, to do that, then we're doing that step of radical hospitality that we've been talking about the last four weeks. Taking what we love and are good at and, and being able to share that with the world that, that's providing that radical hospitality that is going beyond the ordinary and the extreme pursuits of loving and serving others. What a better way to show uh, God's love and, and, and an attitude of service than taking what you love and what you're good at and being able to share it with the world. Because if you do that, you're doing exactly what we should be doing all along. And then the next thing I want you to think about is, well, what do you think you could provide for the church to do the same thing? What could you do? And it's as simple as thinking of, you know, when we have the, the orchestra concerts here is maybe sitting at the Welcome Center helping people navigate our space because you know, our space is somewhat easy to navigate. I've, I've definitely been in more crazier churches that are hard to tell you where to get around to. But, you know, one of the biggest asks that we get during the orchestra concert is where's the bathroom? Well, if you can walk, you can show someone where the bathroom is. And what's crazy is that's a that's a huge act of hospitality. I know that, that sounds a little bit ra- like different, but it really is. And, and it's different than just saying, well, it's over there. Well, where is over there? Now, you can take them to the doors. Please don't go in with them. Like, we're talking radical hospitality, not crazy hospitality. But when we share radical hospitality, we're sharing God's love with the world and, and we're taking it what we're good at and being able to say, hey, like, I want you to have a part of this. I want you to experience a part of this. And, and when you do that, you're, you're, we're being the church. We're taking our gifts and graces and utilizing them to provide the, the best uh, impact and outcome that we can. And, and what I find interesting is that how often we uh, forget that really it, all we really should do is show love. That's really all it's about. If you want to know what it means to be a great church, it, it really is about sharing love. We, we could have all the programs in the world. We could do all the things. We could go on all the mission trips, have all the studies. But if we don't do love, we're not being the church that Christ had intended. In the epistle reading, um, 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10, he says these words, Above all, show sincere love to each other, because love brings about the forgiveness of many sins. Open your homes to each other without complaining, and serve each other according to the gift each person has received, as good managers of God's diverse gifts. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. So you know that God uses whatever gifts you have to help bring hope 
and love to others. When, when you share who you are, when you share um, what you're good at, what your passions are with the world, you're, you're sharing um, a bit of hope, a bit of love with others. And I say that because I think of like the ways that we do that. You know, we can do it through music. We can do it through, um, you know, serving in missions. We can do it through uh, caring for our neighbors. And, and, and if we do those things, like we're doing exactly what the scripture is saying here today. Show sincere love. And sincere love is that authentic love that, that I, I will do whatever I can to, to care for you. And, and, I, and I think of it like this. Sincere love looks like when you were first um, courting your person. <laughs> you were willing to do whatever it took to make sure that person fell in love with you, whether they did or not. <laughs> and what if we did that with the church? What if we were doing, uh, willing to do whatever, when someone walked into the building, what if we were willing to share the, share love and, and, and just share ourselves with them? Now, that doesn't mean you have to share your whole story. It doesn't mean you have to share your whole self. But, but what it means is that all of us can learn to be hospitable by just being present. It doesn't mean you have to have all the answers. It doesn't mean you have to understand Wesleyan uh, grace or Wesleyan understanding of salvation or Wesley, uh, how Wesley understood the church. And all, all it means and all we'd ever really want from you to do is to share sincere love. And that builds the foundation of all things. One of the things that Adam Hamilton teaches and if you don't know who Adam Hamilton is, he's a United Methodist pastor who pastors one of the, I think it is the largest church in the United States, if not the world in regards to Methodism. But Adam always says, one of the things that Adam always says is that you can't begin to preach the gospel to people until their basic needs are met. And I believe a basic need is love. And so we can't begin to talk about Jesus to people until we show them how we experience love and how we share love with our neighbor. And our, and our neighbor isn't necessarily the person who lives next door or the person across the street. It's everyone that we encounter. Now, we are all called to share the gospel, and we can all do it in our own ways, and the gifts that we're given, and, 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 and if we strive to do that, it helps change the world. And that foundation of love that we build is one that, that brings about that idea of forgiveness. And, 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 it, and it looks past what we think is, is, is horrible. And we just see them as a child of God. And we're called to love those people. <laughs> I think far too often we, we think we have the gift of judgment because we follow Jesus. I hate to tell you, I, I, I've looked <laughs> several times over the last few years. I never see where Jesus gives us the authority of judgment. Never. Jesus never gives us that authority. So let that go. Like, I, I, right now, just let it go. Like, make that out of your vocabulary. That we're not called to judge other people. And, and what that means is that if, if it's something you don't like or something you're uncomfortable with or something that you don't know, love them. Love them like you would want to be loved. Love them like God loves you. And don't worry about that mess. <laughs> We're called to love, not to judge. And so I want you to take that and just throw it away. Like, just throw it out the door. Like, just let it go. No more judgment. We want to be in a judge-free zone. 
And and I have to admit that is sometimes hard for Christians because they need to be the most people. But if we let that go, if we let that out of our vocabulary and work towards building a foundation of love and care and, and hospitality that really shows God's love, we'll be a better church because of it. And the task and the job that we are called to do is to love. And Jesus over and over again shows us what love looks like. It's feeding 5,000 people. It's helping people be healed. It's helping people be released from their prisons. It's people who are, you know, just whatever it is, like, to be with them. (laughs) Building that foundation of love is important. Because it leads us into that practice of hospitality. And yes, anybody can be hospitable. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a gift of yours. Now, there are some people who do it really well, and, and I know, like, yeah, there are some people who, like, you know, just ooze hospitality, and they do that very well. And then there's some people, it's a bit of a challenge, but they try, you know, good college try. And then there's some people that they're still learning. But when I think of hospitality, I, I think of hospitality of, and I love this line, I love verse 9, open your homes to each other without complaining. Now, I, I love how the New International Version translated this. It translated it as, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. So if your person or whomever, or if you decide to offer your home for something, you can't grumble about it. <laughs> you did it. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, and I, I shared this in the first service. Your house doesn't have to be squeaky clean for me to come over. I, I, I'll just I'll just break down that barrier right now. Uh, I, I like a little a little mess. It gives me comfort. <laughs> Ashley, on the other hand, doesn't. <laughs> and so you can see where a rubbing point in our relationship can be sometimes, because I have piles, and sometimes those piles disappear when we have company. And then they're never to be seen again because <laughs> I forgot about the pile. But offering hospitality, this idea of offering hospitality without grumbling, it's not about being so concerned about what you can offer. It's about saying, here I am. Here's my space. I want you to be a part of it. I want you uh, to come and be a part of it. And, and don't worry about, like, the things. And you know, like, those things. Like, when we get ready for family to come over for dinner or for, like, Christmas or whatever holiday, we get so stressed out that we miss out on the moment of really being with family. And I say that, you know, in my family, it really is, like, literally getting together. And it, most of the time, my siblings' houses, you know, they are what they are. <laughs> in our house, sometimes it is what it is. And I've had to tell Ashley sometimes, it's okay. It will be fine. Nobody's going to care. <laughs> I still lose that battle, but yet <laughs> we strive to offer good hospitality. And we try to do it, I mean, really, if we do it well, and even here in the church, you know, I, 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 have, I have commissioned you all to be good, hospitable people. You are all now greeters, whether you want to be or not, because you are. And if we offer really good hospitality, if we do it without grumbling, if we we make a warm and inviting, safe environment, people will come. But we have to do it with the foundation of love and utilizing our whole selves. Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 12 that 
We are parts of the body and parts of each other. All of 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about this. We are parts of the body and parts of each other. And one of the things I love in, in that scripture is Paul's talking about the body of Christ. One of the things that he reminds us is that the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. Or the ear to the foot or whatever. The body of Christ works together. No matter what we are, no matter what part of the body we are, we are in this together. And so if we, if we understand that, and we understand that, that, one, we don't judge, and we're part of this together, and if, and if we can do those things, then together, as the body of Christ, we can accomplish so much more than we ever could alone. And, and here's the great thing. Anybody can do this. You just have to know what your gifts are and what you're, great, what, what you're good at. What, what are your strengths? You've heard me talk about strengths, and I've even offered uh, the strengths finder to, to utilize your strengths, because I believe that if we utilize our strengths, we will be better because of it. How many of you know what your spiritual gifts are? Anybody? Anybody done that in a while? I'll share a link later uh, to how to, if you want to take an inventory. But, but I have to admit, spiritual gifts inventories kind of scare me a little bit, because you never know what you're going to learn about yourself. And I remember the very first one that I took, I took when I was uh, first starting out as a candidate in ministry. That's one of the things that you do. They want you to take your spiritual gift inventory. And took my inventory, got it back, was sitting in front of my mentor, and we were talking and looking down my list of things. And my strongest thing was being an evangelist. I cried. I cried because my understanding of evangelist was Oral Roberts. That was my, I mean, that's what I grew up around. That's what I saw. I mean, I, I remember the praying hands in the university that bore his namesake. And, and, and later to come out find out, he was actually a Methodist. He started out as a Methodist and was ushered out because he didn't want to be a Methodist anymore. But I remember sitting in, in my mentor's office just in tears. Like, I don't want to be an evangelist. I don't want to be that guy. And he said, Matt, there are better ways of being an evangelist. And through my study throughout seminary and, and, and undergrad, as I started to understand what this meant, for me, what being an evangelist means, it means about building relationships. In order for the church to grow, it, we, we, we have to build relationships with our community and, and the people around us. It's not just about having a program and an event. Program and events only do surface-level things. But if we're really going to be the body of Christ, if we're really going to be the church, we, we're called to build those relationships with our neighbors. And when we build those relationships, we can help them and say, hey, I can do this for you. Maybe you can't do that. I have this gift. And we share our gifts to each other, and we're parts of the body and parts of each other. And, and if we share our gifts, if we share our gifts without grumbling, if, if we share our gifts out of love, it, it builds such a great place that everybody feels like they have a place. Because they're fully sharing themselves. And so the challenge this week, the, the thing I want you to think about this week is, is, is to identify that one thing you're good at and utilize it to build the kingdom. Because when you do that, you're doing the work that we're all called to do. It's not just reserved to me by my office. It's reserved to all of us through our baptism. If we truly share ourselves with love, without judgment, without complaining and grumbling. And if we fully share ourselves, 
and build relationships, then we're demonstrating that radical hospitality because we're being together and we're working together. It doesn't mean we have to be of one mind. I believe that. But what I, what I do believe and, and what I lean into more than anything is building a foundation of love. Because when we embrace that love, we create that atmosphere in which that true hospitality, when people walk in the door, they feel cared for, loved, and accepted for who they are. And that's what we should be. And so now it's your challenge to figure out what you do well and figure out how you can help build the kingdom through you and the gifts God has given you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we are called, we're sent to be your hands, feet, and heart for the world. Lord, you know our hearts and you know our minds and you know us. So Lord, help us use our gifts and graces to do good in the world and to do no harm and to stay in love with God. Because if we do those things, it changes us and it builds the kingdom of God here and now and forever. So Lord, be with us on this day and every day. And all of God's people said, Amen.